Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake and I play the drums. And we are More of That. And welcome to this week's Discographology pregame, the show Ooh-hoo. where self-appointed judges judge more than they have sold. <laughs> we are more of that. I'm Josh, and with me is who else is here? Matt's here. <laughs> Blake's here too, and Logan. And uh, as always, before we go into a deep dive on an album, which uh, the episode will be focused on Nirvana's In Utero next week, our our third, wait, is it our third? No, it's our fourth Nirvana episode, uh, if you're you're keeping track at home. Um, Before we get into that, (laughs) we'd like to, you know, discuss kind of what we're currently listening to, other music news, what we're working on. Uh, currently. And uh, does anybody want to start us off? What are you guys listening to? Have you bought any music purchases recently? Well, I have been in quarantine, so I I haven't made any purchases, but uh, found something I I, I might purchase. Uh, Was actually listening to the 2013 mixes of In Utero, and and I know we're going to get into it in the the episode, but... um, Same, same. I, I, you inspired me, Blake. I, I'd heard some of the B-sides and um, I guess you didn't know or, or, or hadn't yet uh, come across the, the 2013 mixes. But, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a really interesting, you know, other look at, at the record. But uh, that's what I've been it, doing. In, did, you know, Steve Albini re- did Steve Albini actually remix it? or Yes, in, in a very non-Albini thing to do. He himself actually, I guess because yeah, he... he he didn't get the the final say the first time, so mm-hmm. this is kind of like his. Well, this is my you know final say, and uh, you know he had the band's blessing, uh, uh, the remaining members and everything. Uh, he he said it was wasn't was not the like definitive take, but but an alternate way of looking at it. Those album re- actually uh one of it's interesting you say that about the album remix thing because one of the music purchases I've made recently is the reissue of REM's Monster. Um, I specifically bought the the reissue did it on vinyl. And actually, another person we're going to talk about, Scott Litt, uh, went in and did an entire remix of that album for the reissue. And um, <clears throat> it's interesting because most of the songs sound the same, but there is some changes. There's one song in particular, uh, Let Me In, which, again, connection here is uh, supposedly about Kurt Cobain. Uh, the vocals used to, if you ever listen to the CD version of Monster, and if you don't have the CD of Monster, just go to any uh, thrift shop or bargain bin CD uh, place and you will find it. They will uh, have five the, of them. You'll have five copies of Monster. The The original version of that song, it's like super buried, the vocals are. And then in this new remix they did a couple years ago, Scott Litt brought those vocals way up and it's just makes it a totally different song so it's kind of interesting the those people that go back and not only remaster but remix their albums as well oh was there anything else Matt, scott that, lit scott lit 
uh, chosen well, uh, for his work uh, with REM to redo the uh, the things that the record label didn't like enough by Albini. Hey, this isn't discography yet, Blake. This is well, the I'm pre-game. just teasing it. Stop. <laughs> I'm teasing <laughs> the idea. Uh, Matt, did you have anything else you've been listening to lately? Uh, well, um, scrubbing a lot of interviews uh, f- for the show. Um, you know, I, being on quarantine, I, I've been doing a lot of a lot of stuff around the ha- around the house. Um, it's it's been a, it's been a Nirvana week. Cool. Same. Honestly, same, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> no, Can I one, do mine. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, Blake, what have you been? So you only been listening to Nirvana, Blake? Well, I've I'm I'm looking back at what I've listened to in the past week. Like, surely I listened to something other, but I've been li- living and breathing in utero. I just like it so much. I've phrase. been going through uh, the the 1993 record, uh, the CD, the, the 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 Apple Music streaming, the 2013 mixes, the demos, the the million uh, different versions and ways to listen to this album. I've been over preparing for this podcast. Wow! So a lot of that. Wow! Um, <laughs> oh wow! That's my um, wow! Yeah! Oh wow! Uh. The only physical <laughs> music I got, I, I don't think I said this last time, my my Heim finally came, the new Heim record, Josh. Did I, by the way, um, mention that in the last episode? I I was looking at what I was yeah. going to talk about, and I couldn't remember if I said that in the last episode. So, I'm pretty sure you said you got your Heim, okay, but I yeah. hadn't got it yet, and I was pissed. <laughs> uh, mine came with a signed autograph. Yeah, Yours didn't, or signed postcard. Uh, however, the cover art, is defective. What? Some sort of factory uh, error. What's wrong Fucked with it all up. Send that back. What's bro? What's wrong with it? There's just like a big like streak where some sort of factory, where some sort of printing machine. Oh yeah. Fucked it all up. I don't know the technical term, but it done. It's a great it album cover too. It is. Do you want to ex- explain what the album cover is for those? Because I think it's, it's a funny joke, even if you uh, you well, don't know anything I, about let, it. Let me try. Paul Thomas Anderson took a photo of these ladies <laughs> in a deli, in a delicatessen with a bunch of sausages hanging on the wall behind him. Hmm. And I believe it's because they, when they were kids, they played their first shows in delis. Am, am I? I am see. I took it from six? the is fact that, that the, the album is called "Women in Music Part 3. I thought they're making a yeah. commentary on being women in music surrounded by a bunch of dudes. Okay, sausage party. Sausage party. That was the joke I got. I mean, was I? It, <laughs> it also, also says na- now, ser- now serving sixty nine. Now serving yeah. sixty nine. So nice. lends itself nice. to the nice. the juvenile humor of it. I, I okay. Assume. I mean, yeah, I get that, but I maybe I'm making this up. I thought when they were kids, they they like played shows, at, yeah, played maybe. a show in a deli, and they uh, they again did that mm-hmm. um, just recently as a <laughs> homage. Right. Um, do they get it's probably an empty deli? Do they get paid in but sandwiches? They absolutely got paid in bagels uh, and locks. Josh, do you, do you remember playing the bar next door with Lisa Needs Braces, in which we we played like three or that four was a, Tuesdays that was a, in a I row? We should, yes, we should mention by the way before we get into this story that Lisa Needs Braces was was the name of a, a, a band we were <laughs> Pre- in previous and, project. And we, Lisa Needs Braces. We we did somehow stumble into a thing where we were a week briefly a weekly act at a bar somehow. Um, I didn't know you were weekly. Then. Yeah. It, well, it only lasted like 
I don't know, maybe four. We probably played four shows at most. Yeah, it didn't last long. They they must have figured out pretty quickly that these <laughs> these uh you know sad bastards playing their sad bastard music isn't going to exactly <laughs> drive alcohol sales. But were you going to say getting free pizza, Matt? Oh well, we we started, and I think we I think we made some money the first night, and then the next week we maybe made less money and then the week after that it was like hey do you want some do you want some dip <laughs> we, by we, the way we, we i didn't give a shit i, I, I loved it i was Spring so excited of dip i love those shows but yeah I, oh yeah you know it was it was great i it was just happy to be playing so yeah free food was even yeah. better but looking back for, you know it's talking about the sad bastard music uh we at the time, um, I was I was very much into, and I mean, I guess I still am, but not as much. I was really into Amy Mann, and uh, I, in particular, remember choosing a cover of the Amy Mann song "Wise Up," which is the one from Magnolia. Uh, speaking yeah. of Paul Thomas Anderson, and if you Hell know anything yeah. about that song, Blake, uh, Paul sure Thomas you do. Anderson's personal friend, Amy Mann. Yes, yeah. "Wise Up." You know that song, Blake? Yeah, of course and, I do. And you know what that the the opening line of that song is? Uh, you you got what you want, or it's what not is what it? you it, thought? It's not it's what, maybe not the opening line, but there is a couple lines about drinking and like how like you're trying you to drink your drink? problems away. Yeah, and we're sitting here we, we, for some reason. I thought like, yeah, this will be great to play in a bar. Like people love coming <laughs> to a bar and hearing you play songs about their possible alcohol addiction to them. So <laughs> yeah, it, not a great choice of a, a song to play at a bar for a set, but. But really Good cinematic times. if you're looking at it from yeah. the outside. Um, but back to Paul Thomas Anderson's current close friends, Heim. Blake, uh, other right, than Heim, right. anything else you've uh, no, that been listening I, to? Seriously, ju- this last week, just, just in utero and some, some old standards like Heim. <laughs> I talk about Heim every episode, and I am sorry. <laughs> Welcome to Heimcast. Um, We're so good. Logan, uh, you've been been listening to some stuff, or I've been listening up to some, some, some stuff. stuff. I got some stuff I've been listening to. What's that stuff sound like? Well, uh, as I mentioned, I think in the first episode that I ordered that zombie record. Well, it mm. finally came out, and I got it. Update. So I finally got to listen to it, and yeah, I'm totally down for that content. Uh, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> It's what's that record called? Twenty twenty. Okay, I yeah, I, I see it on Apple Music because I, I want to listen to it too, but I haven't yet. Yeah, no, I, and it's the first time that they've kind of featured. Well, not the first time that, uh, but for the most part, they never use guitars in the music. But this album has guitars on it, uh, played by Steve whoa. Moore, and it's a oh. it's a pretty epic sounding soundscape. Yeah, S- Steve Moore's been getting some. Uh, press lately because he i think he's he was on the last year's vampire weekend album right Am I thinking of something oh else? yeah and he was on the ghost uh prequel album um, what did he do on that he played this badass keyboard solo that's what he did Bro, he, the keys on that album are so good yeah uh but it was just on like one of the instrumentals i think it's miasma oh miasma is so fucking, fucking rules, good dude. who did the oh. sax on that because Not, they need a uh, i don't know about that grammy I'd like to make a correction. Papa uh, Emeritus, Steve... uh, the the older one. I don't know. Sorry, Steve Moore was not on the van. Steve Lacey. I just sort of throw that out there. Um, so, by the way, Zombie Logan. I always think I'm confusing this, uh, confusing Zombie with another band because 
they're not the band that had done like soundtracks in the seventies, right? Is that a different? No. Is that Goblin? Yeah, that that? Goblin. Yeah, but Goblin, Goblin did a yeah. soundtrack to a movie called Zombie, right? No, no. Did, well, what the hell am I thinking? Of? I always Suspiria. I thought, yo, know, didn't they do a bunch of? Italian There's a movie horror? called Zombie that's an Italian horror yeah. movie by <laughs> Lucio Fulci, but uh. Yeah, it doesn't have like a soundtrack that. by okay, never mind. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I, I for some reason assumed that there was a goblin uh, head. Are you thinking of the movie White Zombie? No. <laughs> I'm thinking of the band White Zombie. Um, but uh all this perfectly leads into with Steve Moore. Uh the only other thing that I've been listening to is I ordered this double vinyl just on a whim. I saw it, it was called Portals, a Cosmish journey through outer worlds and inner space, and it and I was just like, what? But I saw Steve Moore's name on there, so I'm like, yes. So this is what the label has to say about it. Behind the sky proudly presents portals, a cosmish journey through outer worlds and inner space, featuring enough analog and modular synths to build a rocket ship. Portals features 13 tracks of Berlin school-inspired electronic music from legends of synthesis like Steve Roach, Ian Boddy, and Steve Moore, as well as music from new school wizards of the electron like Devox, Polypores, and Listening Center. Lovingly curated by Behind the Sky label head Blue Text, this 2LP compilation is a love song to unabashedly melodic analog synthesizer music of cosmic proportions and the utopian science fiction of the 70s. So put on your helmet, strap yourself in, and prepare for a sci-fidelity experience of retro <laughs> futuristic synthesizer music. Wait, now wait, that was all on the sticker that was on the front? <laughs> no, this is just uh, okay. what a label had to say. <laughs> The label that put it oh, out. The, had to I say thought about you were it. saying the label like the was sticker. actually on the record. I'm like, holy it, shit! It's a that's long a lot lost no, Apple no, record. Like <laughs> the label putting it out. They're like, this is what we have to say about it, and wow. just described it. So I thought I would throw that in there because I thought it was too good. I was like, oh man, that's a fun read. You should drop yeah. a picture of that in the thread, Logan. I, I would be really interested to see that. I, I love novelty vinyl like that. Oh yeah, it's a. Uh, I liked it on my my YouTube page and put that up and uh, thought that you know anyone could access it if they want to, but nice. it's pretty cool if you want to just chill out and it's all instrumental. So, uh, but it's it, I, I love that, it. What's that YouTube page again? Speaking of uh, Logan Williams music. Yes, I have something about that a little later. But um, uh oh, uh oh. Uh, so any anything else you've been listening to or uh... nope, just in utero. In utero and cause you've been were you saying cosmic? What was that? Well, word? you know, it's spelled in a way that like I don't know if it's fancy spelling or if it's an actual like I think it's the Berlin. I don't know, maybe the German style of saying cosmic. I'm guessing I haven't huh. looked it up, but it's like cosmisch, like K O S M I S C H E, cosmisch. I probably huh. mispronouncing it and butchering it, but you know what's new. So. <laughs> well, no, that's uh, I've that, that's a cool way to say cosmic. I've, I've never uh... now churches with a V. How do you say that? <laughs> Chiverches, obviously. Ch- Chiverches. Okay, I think. Uh, or like how Alt J for a long time, it's like they're technically called the the triangle. That's unpronounceable, but everybody calls them Alt J because that's what you hit on a keyboard to make that triangle. I guess, and they just start going what? by Alt. I've never heard that. that. Yeah, like Alt J or. 
is technically like their band name is that triangle symbol, right? But by the way, I'm saying this and putting this out there and now I'm starting to question myself internally, like maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that they call themselves Alt-J because if you hit Alt-J on a keyboard, it makes the like Delta symbol. Uh, Can anyone confirm their band names? Yeah, I I could be totally fucking wrong. Um, So (laughs) speaking of the moving on, though, speaking of the the Logan Williams music YouTube page, uh, one of the things I have been listening to is the uploads you've been doing, Logan, of uh, various putting up old Fatherton uh, old band that I used to be in um, played in for about nine years or so and uh, putting up some old stuff. And I'm actually picking up a mini dv camcorder tomorrow to start the process of transferring old dv tapes to my computer i i saw you post about that i was actually kind of wondering if that's what it was for if you were gonna try to get ah. some old fatherton stuff uh you know put on your for computer sure. yep that's the plan i i uh Is it fatherton shows and stuff uh it's all live footage yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, yeah, I definitely I enjoyed like the this. the upload you did of the, the practice film? where you guys are doing broken in. Um, yeah, it's that was you know, fun to sh- see. It's it's a shame that the audio quality isn't better, but man, it's when I, I I don't even know how I found that. Like I thought I'd lost that. I think I did lose a hard drive with a bunch of Fatherton stuff, unfortunately, but it, I did retain a bunch of it. So it it did make me realize broken in is one of those like. Uh, Fatherton songs that I think like because you guys didn't ever do this is going to be totally uninteresting to anyone that doesn't <laughs> yeah, know what we're totally talking sorry. about I yeah, was going to say you no know, we don't have to go into <laughs> hey, it if you we, don't, we don't have to it's a good song <laughs> it's fine uh, look it up look up Logan Williams music on YouTube listen to that listen to the the uh, hit single from an alternate universe Fandango somewhere in an alternate <laughs> universe that became a, a, a hit single of the uh, mid 2000s but it, it, was, a different time, it was a different timeline in a different timeline one that's not nearly as, as bad as ours. Fandango became no. a, a hit in the U.S. Save the world in the mid two thousands. But yeah, that, all that's that's really good. Um, well, thank you, Josh. As far as stuff I've been listening, I mentioned the REM Monster reissue. I actually have bought a few other things. Probably the the one that um, I I should talk about mainly because I know uh, I already sent this to everybody else. Was I got the Fiona Apple album? Fetch the Ooh, bolt yeah. covers on vinyl, which was really good. Um, as expected. I mean, I don't think she's ever put out a bad album. Um, what's a really it, quick pitch for this album? Cause I'm kind of, Oh interested, man, kind of just a really quick, well, like, I think that here's the I thing, it, here's really the thing with Fiona Apple. I, I know I'm not going to be able to do it really quick, but pitchfork gave it 10 out of 10. Right. And that was like a big thing when it was announced. Um, but what I was going to say is, I don't know if you could make a quick pitch for this album. If, like, I feel like if you weren't already a Fiona Apple fan, this may not be the album to jump on. Yeah, um, maybe Blake probably. is wrong about. Maybe Blake feels differently about that. But um, I've never right. purchased an album. All I know is I'm feeling like a criminal, and that's probably not even the title of the song. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I this album to criminal. me, like, I thought it was odd that Pitchfork gave it ten out of ten, only because it sounds to me just very similar to her last album, the, the idler, is it the idler wheel or whatever it was called? It's something very long. Yeah. I mean, they're both great albums, but they, this one didn't seem to improve on the formula from the last one to me much. It's just, it's just equally as good. And it's more of that, which, Hey, more of that. Um, and it's it's good. Um, but it's, you know, it's, 
Fiona Apple playing piano and having some other instrumentation there. I, uh, I do think if you're like, what song should I look up this, uh, and Blake will probably have input here too, but the song Shamika for me was the one that really grabs me not only on a, a musical level, but a lyrical level as well. I feel like that's a really interesting, um, yeah. song from a lyrical standpoint as well. Um, is it another about- John Breon joint? No, he I had nothing to do. I don't do. believe he's involved. He, he stopped being involved with her stuff a while back. Yeah, that was more the P.T. Anderson, I think, sort of phase of her The connection, life. yeah. And when, once they broke up, it was kind of yeah. kaputski um, on that. But she's never put out a bad album again, so, I mean, you could go back to those. Right. I still think Extraordinary Machine is probably my favorite it's, Fiona it's Apple good. album, which has uh, yeah. got some John Bryan on it. Um but no, the back the song Shamika. Uh, look that one up if you're looking for one. Um, and then as far as new music beyond that, uh, that I haven't purchased because it's not out yet. But the new Idols stuff is really good. They've put out three songs leading up to the uh, next album they're putting out. I think in September, and uh, all three songs have been very good. Um, there's Mr. Motivator, which is just sort of a fun uh, jam. Um, but I think the song A Hymn is really good. And then Grounds, those those are both uh, very, very good songs. If you've never listened to Idols, go back and listen to uh, their, their album from a few years ago. Um, what is it? Joy as an Act of Resistance, which was very good. And they're a band that I don't think anybody else currently sounds like. And they've got their own thing going on and just really cool all over the place in terms of... Um, music and and lyrics and stuff, but just very energetic. And I don't know. I mean, I showed you guys some idols videos and uh, they're, they're very, very energetic guys for sure. I think I showed you their tiny desk concert. The, the never fight a man with a perm at the tiny desk. Never fight a man with a perm is great. Yeah. I mean, just, they've got some great lyric stuff um, for sure. And then I don't think I'm trying to think what else I've been listening to lately or, or purchased. I picked up a few, Things here, there, at like the thrift store, like uh, I found a DVD of Pulse, the Pink Floyd um, concert movie, but I haven't nice. watched that yet. And then I picked up the Houses of the Holy reissue, which I realized, by the way, I've, I've talked about Led Zeppelin reissues and uh, latter era Pink Floyd stuff already in this podcast before. Um, I love that record, though, Josh. Houses. Houses of the Holy is is. It's if you said it was your favorite Led Zeppelin album, I would I would be like, okay, that's a perfect. It's a good favorite to have. Yeah, it's my favorite Led Zeppelin album. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right. Um, And then I can't remember if I mentioned before uh, Stankonia. I picked up Stankonia as well on CD, the Outcast album. Bombs over Baghdad. Bombs and then oh, the Pretty in Pink soundtrack, which I sent a picture to you guys. I found the Pretty in Pink soundtrack at a uh, little little thrift shop by my house for cheap. But is it? But is the disc pink like my wife? Disc is not pink, no. But it does have the song Pretty in Pink by the Psychedelic Furs, as well as, of course, If You Leave by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, among other songs. My wife is nuts for those two songs and the rest of the songs on there. Yeah, I did realize listening to it, the song Bring On the Dancing Horses by Echo and the Bunnymen, which I'm guessing that... Logan and, and Blake, are, are you guys are both probably familiar with that song. No. You're not uh, familiar it, with Bring on the Dancing Horses? If I, I heard it, so. I would it's probably. It's on the Because I have the Pretty okay. Pink soundtrack, but okay. I have to hear it. I don't If If you look that song up, the top of my it head. sounds like Bono. 
<laughs> like listening yeah, to Bono it, I was, was like, a big thing. I, I, People love Bono. <laughs> well, but but I I feel like I feel like there's a everybody wanted. I've to never be really Bono. heard anybody say that U two was influenced by Echo and the Bunnymen, but uh, I feel like you can really hear a, a influence there, like that Echo and the Bunnymen were probably gonna. Because it sounds like later Bono. It doesn't sound like Bono did at the time that I think that they were peers. Uh, it sounds we like might, a We might 90s have to do Bono. a deep dive of Echo and the Bunnymen at some point because I, I really only know a couple yeah. songs. I don't know much about them. Same. I, as me, and, and as well as I do. And and I think I only know that one because it's on the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. And yeah. it's like that and Kill, Killing Moon are the two Echo and the Bunnymen songs I, I know. My take on Killing Moon... It's a hot take. Long and boring. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. Matt, sorry. Matt loves that song. I, 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 I do love I Killing Moon, but... I, I'm sorry. That's but, fine. But it does go long. No, I, I, I will I will grant, grant you the, 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 the point that it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's uh, swole. Swole? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a, a taste. Swole it's a vibe. Song. It's a whole. Thing, it is a. It's, um, Logan, it's a. It's a mood. So that's mood. what we've been listening to, as far as uh, what we've been working on, or just sort of other music stuff. Uh, I mean, usually we. Hang on, I got it. I just got an emergency one. Um, oh, go ahead. Off the wire. Yeah. Emergency one just came in off the wire service. Uh, turns out this morning. Thank you. Uh, Taylor Swift uh, announced a surprise yes. album this morning. It drops at midnight, apparently. Um, 16 songs that no one knew and were coming. Produced she's apparently recorded. The guy from The National, right? The guy from The National, which yeah. is the craziest I mean, part. And working once again with Antonoff, and I don't know how it worked, among other people, but I don't um, know how it worked in quarantine, but apparently it was probably all recorded in her house. I don't really know how this is going to turn out, but and, we'll know uh, at midnight. Oh, I, I think... Uh, something kind of very interesting with that. I don't know if anybody's heard it, but uh, Michael Stipe actually just released a song this year, which was kind of a big deal because he hadn't put anything out for a really long time. But actually, the person he released a song with was Aaron Dessner of The National, who I think is the twin brother of the guy that worked with Taylor Swift, right? My oh, Interesting. I, I, apparently those guys are getting around though is the, is the point. Oh well, wait, no, it is the and same. Shakers. I believe it's the same Desner um, from, okay. I'm, I'm quickly looking this up as we're talking about it, but if you haven't heard that, the Michael Stipe song, it's no time for love. Like now it's very good. Well, um, it's not too that. late to buy about eight or nine different versions of her vinyl <laughs> on, uh, for a limited time only on our website. So get out there and yeah. Yeah, it is the same national. So it's Aaron Desner from the national who worked with Michael Stipe this year on, on that song. And then also is doing this Taylor Swift album that comes out tonight, which uh, have you seen the cover for it, Blake? The Taylor I've seen Sp- all nine covers. Yeah. The, isn't, doesn't the font have like a metal kind of thing? Am I, have you seen the font for the album cover? Uh, it, it's very, it, there's uh, just like a tiny, a t- I could barely read it. Isn't it just like tiny writing somewhere? It's mostly just a photo. Here, I'm I gonna thought. I'm gonna look it up real quick. I thought somebody I had posted like on Twitter, and it looked like uh, like a, a typical like death. It's metal called folklore. Font. Yeah. I wish it looked like uh uh shit. What's that metal band with the insane font? Like all of them, but <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have What's to be more specific. I can never yeah, I read them. So what's the impossible to read? My friend Tom is going to kill me. Um, Pile of sticks. Gif. 
<laughs> I, uh, Thomas screaming at me. Tom, <laughs> he's screaming at. If he, hopefully he's listening to it. But if he is, he's very angry right he's, now. He's oh, he's listening. Uh, shit, I can't find the album cover that I saw with the font. Now I feel dumb. It, it's oh, a big picture of her in the woods. It's called folklore. It, it, we don't have to spend. Yeah, it. we, we can't, But we want. By the way, this. We're we're right now we're talking we about how rock. this is a good album, Blake. It's gonna come out at midnight tonight after yeah, we've recorded yeah, yeah. this, and it's gonna have the oh, most yeah. problematic lyrics, and we're gonna have to be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> said- go back, edit it out," because we're like, "Could it's- you imagine if Taylor Swift was like dropping slurs or something?" <laughs> it's just like totally becomes a controversy, and we were like, "Oh man, we got." She's go edit the new Kanye episode. somehow. I-, I did see a thing one time that was like, "Can you imagine going back in time ten years ago and telling yourself?" that like yeah one day Kanye West will be like a big uh <laughs> you know right wing supporter and Taylor Swift will be speaking out on the left and it's just like we live in a topsy turvy They done flip flopped It's more evidence have. of of timeline degradation is my <laughs> Which all started because Fatherton did not have a hit with Fandango in 2006. Uh, well, Logan, you started this I think it's because it wasn't thing. radio friendly. That's all right. Yeah. Well, I think it would be a good time to, uh, before we yeah. move on to our Nevermind. Let's get I'm into sorry. That record. In utero, in utero take. In utero. <laughs> in utero. Uh, to thank our listeners, I we've had quite a few streams and listens, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, and we really appreciate yeah. appreciate everyone listening. And uh, if you're enjoying it, let us know. Let us know what uh you know your hot takes are, or how you feel about the album, or what songs you would skip, or what the banger is. Let us know. You know what you should do? Go in your app and do like the five stars or whatever, and write a little review. I kn- I know it helps a lot. You can do it in Apple. You can probably do it in the other apps. And it makes you feel accomplished. It makes you feel like you did something. Right. Yeah. Right. You helped us. You helped us. But no, thank you very much. We appreciate it. But uh, yeah, so did we have anything else that we wanted to share before we uh, move on to In Utero? We're still making an album, and I'm still excited for it. I am too. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard in these times to make an album. Y'all know. Y'all right. get we it. We can't all be we can't all be in the same room like uh, no. at Pachyderm Studios. <laughs> Ooh. Quarantine ourselves in the in the Minnesota winter for two weeks. And then have Courtney Love show up halfway through and yell, <laughs> yell, yell right. at Just everyone. Wreck everything. <laughs> Just I would, I would not want to give I wouldn't want to give Francis Bean the corona. What? Fra- Courtney showed up with Francis. Who's oh, now re- okay. Now releasing music. Yeah. Right. She She's might got be a pretty, Let's, uh, pretty yeah. good Instagram feed there. Let's just wrap this up. And uh, next da, da, week, da, da, we'll da, be da, talking da, about da, in bow. the fourth Nirvana episode in our series, uh, In Utero. So please join us next week for that discussion and deep dive. Uh, we don't All have a right. sign off, do we? Well, it was we good talking to you guys. Un- Until next time. Yeah. Listen to more of that. Excited yeah. for next week. Yep. Thanks, yep. everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.